Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Pittsburgh. The game and the series and the results are good. Little bit of a nail-biter today, but the Brewers prevail 2-1 to one. Uh, to take the game and the series, welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Evan Heffelfinger. Indeed, that is his name. My name is uh, Tim Allen. And the Brewers get a uh, series victory with this win today. And now another new high water mark on the season, 25 games over 500 at 72 and 47 and just keep rolling, guys. It uh, Again, it's the Pirates, I understand. But this game significant, and we're going to get into this in a little while. I'm sure we'll hear from Craig Council, uh, among other things, on this note and this topic. And that is the Brewers' bullpen. And where that trust factor is with that Brewers' bullpen. We know about the starting pitchers. And don't look now, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are, are feeling it. And they want to get on a little bit of a push. And that's where the Brewers are headed into St. Louis on Tuesday. However, the Cards are going to get a heavy dose of one Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff. So good luck with that, St. Louis. It'll be a fun series starting on Tuesday after the off day tomorrow. But we talked about the starting rotation, and I don't believe anybody, Brewer fan or not, distrusts this starting rotation. So we can check that box. And again, injuries can derail a lot of things. So this is the this is the 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 conversation that you have to have discounting the injury part of it because you could in any conversation add that in. So check that box to starting rotation. I think we're starting to believe in the offense here. I'm pretty sure we are. And how about Yelly today with a couple of doubles? His first multi extra hit or extra base hit game, if that makes sense, yeah. Um, since August 29th, hasn't had two or more extra base hits in any one game since August 29th of last year. Now, one was a little bit of an excuse-me deal, but then again, we'll take that. He had a couple of doubles and an RBI in the victory today. 
So I, I think with the uh, likes of Willie Adamas and Escobar and Omar Narvaez, Avi Garcia, Colton Wong, uh, Rowdy Teles, I, I think we're all gravitating toward how good that offense is and if you trust them down the stretch here and into the postseason. Okay, so we, we sort of checked that box too, and that, that might be up for some debate. Now we get to the bullpen. And by the way, before we get to the bullpen, the, uh, the defense does need to improve here a little bit. I've, I've noticed a, f- a few things here in the last month or so. Yeah, they'll, they'll make a spectacular play here or there, but my goodness, Willie Adamas, Luis Urias, you got to throw the ball to first like a normal human being. Come on, guys. Uh, so they need to improve a little bit on the, on the defensive side of things. However, uh, the bullpen. This is a classic example of why this team might be even more dangerous than we think. A four-inning performance from Eric Lauer today. This is a one-run game. Brewers put up two. We'll get to our game recap. Brewers put up two to take a two-zip lead. Lauer gives up a scratch run. It's two to one. Ah, It's uh, him coming off COVID. Council is going to go ahead and make the switch 72 pitches in. Okay, fair enough. I get it. Assuming then that the Brewers' offense would score a, a couple of more runs at least. Well, that didn't happen. So you take it uh, situation by situation, inning by inning, and then you, you unleash that bullpen on these guys. In a 2-1 to one game into the fifth inning, Brent Suter, who's going to pick up? You want to go with Brent Suter again for another inning? Well, let's, let's go Cousins. Let's just keep it right here. Keep it at 2-1. Maybe the offense can bust out, and we won't have to go with the next three guys or even the next guy after Jake Cousins, Brad Boxberger. Okay, he does the job, maintains it at 2-1. to one. Uh, Assuming the Brewers' would, offense would put up a few more runs, well, let's play it inning by inning. Well, that didn't happen. Got to go to Williams in the eighth inning. Okay, he does the job. Hands the baton off into the ninth inning. Assuming the Brewers would get at least an insurance run, by then you're just looking for one. You don't want that tying run at the plate. Anybody can, you know, swing and run into one. That didn't happen. Josh Hader does the job and locks it in for a Brewers victory. Suter in the fifth, Cousins in the sixth inning, Boxberger in the seventh, Williams in the eighth, and Hayter in the ninth. I don't think any of us would have lined it up any different. You didn't see the likes of, of a Daniel Norris, a Miguel Sanchez. You didn't see these guys. You saw a two-to-one lead right there, same as Craig Council saw it, and you just said, you know what? I, I got to pop at this. I've got an off day tomorrow. And that was key, I think, in, in some of the decision-making. I'd like to, you know, maybe maybe get a question out to Craig Council on, on that vein. And that is, you know, I mean, is, is the off day, does that have any impact on, on going one and then after the other and then after the other and, and continue to do it? These are, these are your guys. And I don't know how much leash might be on a Woody in a postseason game or a Burns or a Peralta, but this is a classic example. And again, the, 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 the warning here would be that, you know, it is the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
But again, just in, in terms of concept here in a one-run ball game, if, some, if something doesn't feel right, someone has a pitch count that works up a little bit, that does, that does happen in the postseason. If Craig Council would do this in a post-game, postseason game, I mean, to go with your guys, clearly your five best relievers in Suter, Cousins, Box, Williams, and Hayter. Now, Cousins, I, I think, would be the one question mark for me. I just, I got to see some more, but as, as the games go by, I'm beginning to be sold on him. But how good do you believe this Brewers bullpen is down the stretch here and into the postseason? Again, we have to have these conversations. We had it about the starting rotation. Right, here we are, you know, 43 games left in the season. By the way, it's 21 championship season. 43 games left. I think there's enough sample size there. The offense, I, you know, again, that's up for that. That's the middle ground. That's, that's where you can say, well, the half the Brewers fans would trust it, and the other half I could see which, which, uh, which side you could be on and understand both. But the bullpen rarely being discussed as a powerhouse, like a powerhouse, which is what you're going to have to have in the postseason. Because these games are built on situations once you get down the stretch here and into the postseason. 414-799-1250. And I don't think the Brewers have been 25 games uh, over 500 since 2018, right? I think that would be the last time. They finished with a 96 and 66. So they still have some heavy lifting to do to get to that point. Uh, but 25 over in the span of games they're doing, 120 odd games, is, is pretty amazing. So the bullpen, as it lined up today, Suter, Cousins, Box, Williams, Hader. Is that enough? To get this thing done here. Are you saying they're one one arm short? They still need to find a little lightning in a bottle here somewhere. Maybe an Ashby. And that's been uh, discussed at length here over the weekend. On, on various different platforms. Uh, about whether or not there's some similarities to uh, Burns, Woody, and Peralta. How they were kind of spiked into their starting roles via the bullpen. As a matter of fact, Craig Council said it before the game today that it's very similar to those situations. So I could see an Ashby getting in there and being part of this bullpen. So how sold are you on this bullpen? To me, I'm, I want to say I want to check that box, but I just I don't want to yet. And, and I don't mean to be a buzzkill on this thing, but I just, I, I think I want to hold off just a little bit. And I think for this reason, and I don't want to put it all on the one guy, or in this case, in this argument, it'd be two. The one unknown, because I still think there's somebody out there or somebody within the system or on the team that can still step up and, you know, in a month's worth of baseball, another 25 games are going to say, whoa. They just bolstered that bullpen from within. I still think there's one guy that's like that. But the other reason would be Jay Cousins. And as we get uh, closer and closer to the postseason, there's going to be more and more pressure on that, on that dude. 
Now, is he performing? It takes him, it seems to me in his outings, it takes him a little bit to find that slider. But once he finds it, it's pretty devastating. That's the part of it that just, I'm that close to saying, yeah, it's a lights out bullpen across the board, 100%. Trust it. But I'm just short of that because of those two reasons. One arm short, possibly, and then Jay Cousin. Evan Heffelfinger, welcome to the program. Um, Your thoughts on the bullpen? I think that it does look like a not necessarily fully complete unit, but a very good unit. If they perform like they did today, which I don't know if we necessarily can assume five scoreless innings, two hits, a walk, uh, going forward from five different guys, but I think that if they can throw up zeros more often than not, they're going to be good. And the thing that I'm worried about is Jay Cousins, like you said. My thing is, this is his 16th appearance. He's not given up a run yet. It's been amazing. Fantastic. Almost unheard of. What's going to happen when he does give up a run for the first time? Because it's going to happen. It just statistics say that he's going to give up a run eventually. How is he going to bounce back from that? Can yeah. he go more than one inning in the postseason? I think that the the vibe of this def- this bullpen it does remind me a lot of 2018, where there's your guys who are established, and then the there are the guys dudes. you have your guys, and then there are the kind of unknowns who have. Maybe they were starting pitchers like a Brandon Woodruff and a Corbin Burns or just guys who have been there in the bullpen for the first time. And I I think that it worked for a while in 2018 until your guys were relied on so much down the stretch, like Jeremy Jeffress, who his arm pretty much just fell off and then there was no one to step up. So I think maybe they need or needed to get one more ace out of the bullpen to make me feel really really confident but as is with Devin, Josh and some combination of Brent Suter, Boxberger, Cousins, I think that they're set up to at least be above average. Yeah, no, I and I I get you there and I agree with that. They're 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 definitely above average. But you know, I I after about five or six appearances from Jake Cousins, that was my deal here too. And that was, what does he do after the adversity? He faces adversity, and that's a graduation step. This is the big league level. It shouldn't be this easy. It's not this easy. And as you said, I'd be shocked uh, if he doesn't allow a run at some point, but it's what he does afterwards is really what counts, and it's really what I'm looking forward to is being faced with that a little bit and get getting your brains beat in. And then how do you react to that, and how do you come back? Now, if he comes back in full force and he doesn't lose any confidence and he, and he has that slider just kicking, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. But, again, that's the, the, the one I'm a little gun shy on the bullpen because of, of that. I th- still think I would like another arm in there. And, again, it just – it would be just magical had they pulled off a deal for a higher end, uh, you know, closer type, not to be the closer, but to be in the mix there, uh, seventh or eighth inning, along with Box and Williams. Uh, you did lose John Curtis. Now, again, he didn't perform really well in a Brewers uniform, but the numbers look good, and and the numbers look good for many, many, many appearances for the Marlins. I had high hopes for him to be that guy. 
Maybe not the highest of leverage guys, but in an overworked back end of the bullpen, if you had to go with with Curtis, I, I felt okay with that. More times than not, he, he was going to become successful in those situations. But now you no longer have him. So is it Cousins now? We've said almost all season long, and we, we're not wishing this happens, but we've said all season long, how long can Brad Boxberger do this? <laughs> Evan, you and I have had that conversations many conversation many times here that Box, you know, he got cut. I mean, he's, he's a guy that got cut, so maybe he's that lightning in a bottle that uh, that just appeared out of nowhere. Because I, we've both made the comment, I mean, can he do this all season? So far, so good uh, with 43 games remaining. Just crazy. Could Hunter Strickland be the guy, too? That's a guy that we're not talking about as much because he just came back from COVID. He, in 17 games for the Brewers, has a under a 1.5 ERA. He's he allowed lo- one run. Uh, we have three, it looks like. Okay. But still, nine hits in 18 innings. That is really good. They have some guys who could step up and be the, not necessarily the ace, but the guy to take some of the slack away from a Josh Hader or a Brent Suter. We know that they're going to get a lot of run, but their arm is not built to pitch every single day. So if you can get a Hunter Strickland to eat some innings for you, or Miguel Sanchez, it's a good thing. I think that there are pieces to be successful. The stars could line up, folks, with this bullpen once you hit the postseason to where it is a crucial game-on-the-line situation for this bullpen. And it's late, and it's runners aboard, and it's the opposite crowd going crazy. And you're, as Evan said, your bullpen is a little overworked here because of the game the other day and et cetera, et cetera. You have to sort of envision uh, Hunter Strickland in that high leverage situation against a Brandon Belt, against a Bellinger or a Betts. You have to sort of put them in that situation to where the game is on the line here. You're going to have to get an out here, runner at third base, tie and run at third base with less than two outs in a postseason game, and forbid it could be um, a game seven sort of situation. And because of the makeup, because of the situations prior to, you're forced into using a Jake Cousins (laughs) against a, a, a Bet or a Bellinger. Or a Crawford. Or a Posey. I think that reason that you just said is exactly why David went out and got Hunter Strickland. Because yes, he can help you in the regular season cover some innings. But he has experience as a setup and closer guy for the Giants and the, uh, the Nationals. He's been there before. So you hope that as a veteran who has experience in the postseason, that he can be a guy to step up like that. So it's it's added firepower for him or like he said redundancies it, it, it is and and that's the way to judge these guys if you're if you're talking about your trust or confidence with this bullpen 414-799-1250 brewers get a two to one victory to take the game in the series and and uh we'll, we'll come back and take a look at some of these eras uh for the bullpenners and uh 
remember a week ago, I think it was a week ago today, that we talked about the 10-game the road trip, four in Chicago, three in Pittsburgh, and three into St. Louis. And I think we just focused on the Monday through Sunday. Well, now we're at Sunday. And I'm pretty sure that we had said we'd take five and two. Pretty tough to ask for a six and one front seven of a 10. Well, guess what? They're six and one through the front seven of a 10-game trip. Amazing. I don't care who the opponents are. It, 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 it wouldn't matter. You cannot predict a six and one week. In seven games, you just that's just not really baseball. Baseball, someone's gonna you know step up and bite you a time or two, but they got it done. Four game sweep over the Chicago Cubs, two of three in Pittsburgh. Couldn't ask for anything more. And don't look now, the St. Louis Cardinals are feeling themselves a little bit. Winners of five consecutive, they're eyeballing the series on Tuesday. And uh, we'll have a few thoughts on that as the, we roll along here. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove as we are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Two to one, Brewers get the victory. We'll recap the game, hear from Craig Council and more coming up here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Brewers get the victory today, 2-1 to one the final, and holy bullpen today. Suter in the fifth, Cousins in the sixth, Boxberger the seventh, Williams the eighth, Hader in the ninth. That's a badass bullpen. At least today it was. Well, you know what? Let's bolster that argument just a tick more. We'll get to your calls in just a second here. Uh, where's the confidence level and trust in the bullpen heading down the stretch here and into the postseason? Real quick, let's check out some of these numbers. And let's just stick with the ERAs and the WHIP. I, I think the WHIP is important because it, it not only affects, and that's uh, basically how many runners you put on base on average per inning. So if you've got a 1.5 WHIP, let's say, you average one and a half runners an inning. That's not good. That's not good at all. Because what that does is it impacts your next outing. It creates higher pitch counts. You might not be able to go back to back. That's huge in the postseason. Okay, so let's focus on that real quick before we get to our, our callers here, Evan. What do you have on the, the ERAs and whip in that bullpen? Start out with uh, Brent Suter, who got his 12th win of the day today. Vulture! Vulture uh, alert for Brent Suter. 12 wins. Unbelievable. With a 2.81 ERA and a whip of 1.3. Uh, he's, he's like that guy in fantasy football that has like three carries and two one-yard touchdowns. Oh, Mike Davis. Yes. Yeah, that would be him. <laughs> Brad Boxberger, he went another scoreless inning today. ERA drops to 2.52 in his 53rd appearance. He has wow. a whip of 1.05. Wow. Devin Williams, a 2.4 ERA. With a 1.3 whip. Now, he's had his walk troubles this year. We all know that. He has some traffic problems, yes. Josh Hader, this was his 42nd appearance tonight, a 1.74 ERA to go with a whip of 0.8. 
Wow. Then you move into the guys who aren't considered the best and are still putting up incredible numbers. Miguel Sanchez in 20 outings has a 3.2 ERA and a 1.3 whip. Yep. Uh, Hunter Strickland, a 1.47 ERA in 18 innings, a .76 whip. Angel Perdomo has been probably their worst consistent guy with a 6 ERA Mm -hmm. in 19 innings. Jake Cousins tonight was his 16th appearance. He continues his scoreless streak to 16 now with a whip under 0.7. Hobie Milner, who's been up and down, he's a quadruple-A guy, has a 4.9 ERA in 12 appearances. Aaron Ashby got his ERA down to 5.4. Good for him. Uh, Handel Gustave in six appearances, seven innings, no runs, a .7 whip. See, and again, you're looking at six or seven deep guys that, that the ERA isn't over 2.8 if, if you go to Suter. I mean, really, there's six or seven of these. The numbers bear it out. I think it's also, uh, we, we can't mistake the that Craig Council, the way he handles these guys, is having an impact. So, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to Big Ron on the East Coast. Ron, what's going on? You're on the fan. Your bull, your thoughts on this bullpen? Yeah, you know I have mixed feelings on the bullpen. Um, like you mentioned, the five guys that pitched today, and then Evan made a good point about Strickland. But then, you know, you made a good point about you just never know how these guys are going to react in the pressure of the postseason. You know, remember back in 2018, Jeremy Jeffress had a sparkling regular season and you talk about a great era and whip in the regular season and then he faltered in the playoffs against and the it Dodgers. started in that game uh, that that game against uh game three against the rockies right yeah started yeah. game uh, one he blew the save was yeah. oh it was game one yeah oh yeah yeah you guys got good memories <laughs> but um yeah and, you know but i think the one thing maybe you guys haven't mentioned well you did mention maybe bringing that with that triple-A guy, Ashby, or whatever, out, out of the bullpen. Um, but I think then maybe we shorten in the playoffs, shorten the um, rotation down to three or four guys, and you know, then you, that, that opens up like maybe Lauer great or Anderson. Or, you know, great, great point. Great, great point, because I think Hauser's stuff would play well in the bullpen. So there's a candidate right there that you could actually mm-hmm. go from within and go Hauser in the bullpen, and I, I think really – Hauser could could uh, could be dynamic in that bullpen. Yeah, and it's it's not a very Council Stearns thing to do. I don't think to shorten your rotation down to three in the playoffs. But with our three Cy Young candidates, I mean, it seems to make sense, and you do get the travel days in the playoffs. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, I I like it, Big Ron. Hey, thanks. Always always a pleasure hearing from you. No, I. I, I forgot about that, that you're you're not going to – you say three-man rotation, but let, let's just go with four. If Hauser's not the fourth, I think his stuff may play well in in that bullpen. But, again, to, to make this assessment, guys, you're going to have to put those guys in situations mentally in your mind. And just, you know, whoever it might be. Uh, TBS or Fox or whoever's going to, you know, carry what particular game or World Series game or NLCS game or NLDS game. You have to put um, that mental image into your mind that 
you know, Brent Suter is going to have to pick up for, you know, maybe maybe a bump in the road from Freddie Peralta where, you know, they got to him for three runs. There's two on and, and only one out, and it's, it's already the fourth inning or something. Put Brent Suter in that situation in your mind mentally. Or let's, let's fast forward in the game where it gets to, you know, Woody pounds the zone, six and two-thirds, a two-run ball. Brewers are hanging on to a 3-2 lead over Scherzer and the Dodgers. And you've used uh, uh, Williams the day before, and his pitch count was a little high. Well, who's going right there to face Bellinger, to face Betts, to face these guys? That's what you have to do to make this assessment to have a, you know, really uh, the proper conversation. And maybe it's way ahead of time, and that's what some people are saying right now. You guys are way, way ahead of time. No, because most of us believe they're in the postseason already. And do you think Craig and David haven't been thinking about this for months oh, already? There's absolutely slam dunk that they've had conversations. And, and I don't think that they get too in-depth on it, Evan. But I think th- they've had a couple of quips and quotes here and there. And I, they're not going to announce it to the media because you don't want to set that stuff out there. But you and I would. We all would. We, we all would say, hey, man, what do you want to do with these innings? Because we're approaching the final month of the season. You know what that means? It means we're watching these innings for the postseason. For, for having these guys at top notch to, to the point where it really counts. And again, um, there's still some work to do. And, you know, nothing's for sure yet. There's 43 games left. Eight-game lead over the Reds. I think the Reds won. We might want to check. I don't know if that game has gone final. They were up by one, uh, middle to late in that game. But we'll check that out for you. St. Louis. I know they, they, they know it's now. It's go time now. St. Louis Cardinals. They've got a bunch of matchups against the Brewers. They're playing well right now. They're getting uh, Flaherty back, and they face the Brewers. They need to win that series uh, starting on Tuesday. So the Brewers could really put an end to the Cardinals' run here. The Reds are up 7-4 to four in the top of the ninth yeah. right now. Okay. It's going to maintain uh, an eight-game lead. And again, we're looking at a three-game set against the uh, Cardinals on Tuesday, a three-game set against the Nationals, and then a three-game set against the Reds. Now, the, the, the St. Louis Cardinals, they get a heavy dose of the big three. Have fun with that, St. Louis. I'm not saying that the Brewers are, are assured a, uh, a series victory here. <laughs> That's going to be a nice little test for this Brewer front three. It really kind of is. I don't suspect that anything major wrong is going to happen, but, hey, man, it's baseball. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. So, off the air, Kenny in uh, West Bend. We had a little bet, Evan and I. We bet a beer on your beer count today. So, hold on. Okay, I love that well, song. This, Instant this request. This particular one will up the beer count, and today, right now, it's at fourteen. Oh, just over what Evan, Evan said, twelve and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, so that one right there just made it fourteen. And uh, I kind of swore there was a guy last night that called and that was talking about the Brewers getting pitching. You remember that guy's name? Oh, yeah, it was me. What do you mean getting pitching? Yeah, that they're going to go and they're going to make some moves. Stern's going to make some moves for some more pitching. Well, they can't, really. The trade deadline has passed. You can't do a waiver trade anymore. So whatever you get has got to be on waivers or it's got to be from within. Correct. So so 
you watch what Stearns, who's masterfully run this team this year and got it to where it's at in terms of players, okay? So when you see what they're doing, they're going to have some additional moves coming. you got three guys that you just said, middle relief, that are absolute turds. You know, four, five, and six runs they've given up, Perdomo and, and, and a couple other guys. But the, the point that I'm making is, is you can eliminate all of that with this offense. So, and it, it, I got two points here to make. And the first one is, is when you look at the offense, okay, when you have solidified your outfield, and your outfield is going to be no two ways about it, it's going to be Yelich, Kane, and Garcia. Yeah. Your infield's going to be Urias, Adamas, Wong, and now you got four guys that can play the in, uh, play first base, of which two are actual first base. I don't agree, other- man. I don't think Urias isn't a, a, a lineup starter. I think that's Escobar at third, and I think it's Telez at first. Well, I'd be surprised by that just simply because they've, uh, for whatever reason, they like what Urias has been doing. They love Agreed. the way that. I agree. Yeah. So, so Escobar is going to be the odd. He, he's going to be what I would call the X factor. Now, you also have two catchers, which are both outstanding, but Narvaez is going to be your everyday catcher. So, with that being said, the offense can eliminate a lot of this nonsense as we start in our last 43 games, of which I do believe the Brewers will win at least 30 of these games. Mark my words on this. They're going to be a 102-104 game winning team here as we go into the postseason. With that being said, you're going to see this pitching staff elevate itself because you can see the confidence in these guys. Now, today, there were some, some silly throwing errors and some things that occurred. These are younger guys that are they knew who they were playing today. Let's put it that way. Both teams had some flyers, but the Brewers settled down right away, and what did they do? They did what they had to do to win the game. With that being said, these next nine games are going to be a true test of what's going to happen in terms of guys on the waiver wire and what Stearns is going to do to help the middle relief out. Speaking now, the last which, caller Travis stole Shaw a little bit of up by Boston. Yeah, yeah, which big deal, Travis Shaw? Okay, great. How many times are you going to? That, that's like messing around with Arcia forever. But the point is, is that they're going to make some moves here, and they have to. Why? They still need somebody to really complement that starting rotation, and they also need somebody that can really help. Uh, like a Knable when we had Knable and Hader. But now Hader's got three pitches. And that's really the key in terms of his success. When he, like today, that he guy is Jay Cousins. Pitches. Okay, so so the Cousins kid, we'll see what he does. Remember, these next nine games, Tim, mark my words, we're going to see where the rubber meets the road with this middle relief. All when right, we see right. that, there will be a determination made probably by game five if there's not more roster moves that are being made in so terms the, of this weekend. So this coming weekend uh, against Correct. the Nationals at home. All right. Correct. Don't be a bit surprised if you see pitching moves that are going to occur because they realize where they're at. This is a World Series class team right now, and they feel it. They know it. When you said were they talking about it, you better believe these are meetings they're having on a daily basis. They're going, look what we're able to do. Look what, look what our abilities let's are, right? Yeah, let's prepare. And, and, Yes, and now it's time for these last 43 games to get yourself in position so that nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to come into Miller Park and kick your tail around in the playoffs. All right, and good deal. Kenny, be careful do. Be careful with 15, 16, and 17. Oh, all right, buddy? On. I'm at home. I'm relaxing. I got the grill going, guys. Take her <laughs> Nicely easy. Nicely done. I'm with you. All right, take it easy. Yep, there he is. Uh, do, you, do you buy that 14 beers, Evan? So know. next caller... 
<laughs> Let's go to Ron. Ron, you're next on the fan. Your thoughts on this bullpen? We've discussed starting rotation, uh, postseason, NLCS, World Series worthy. We've talked about the offense. Uh, the defense, I think, needs improvement. Uh, everyone says they're a good defense. So I think they need to improve. But no one's really discussed this bullpen. Are they deep or maybe World Series worthy? Who are you there, Timmy? Yeah, go ahead, Ron. Oh, excellent. I'm man the grill myself as we speak. So good I'm man. juggling a few things here <laughs> this afternoon. But, no, I uh, when it comes to the bullpen, there's a few things that I'm sort of watching. I mean, uh, are they World Series ready? I think they're still – you're still watching a couple things, right? I mean, if you look at Brett Suter's ERA right now and his whip, he's actually almost like what, like a .6, .7 below his career average. So he's really feeling it right now, um, which is something that I think we really missed in 2018 when he went down mm-hmm. with that injury. So having a reliable guy that's kind of seasoned and ready for action and ready for anything is going to be a great fit if he carries this through. What I think I'm really watching right now, and you're going to see this like we've heard before you guys talking about, is this uh, Cardinal series coming up. What is a guy like a Hunter Strickland or even a Justin Topa going to be reacting and doing and kind of coming through? I mean, this Cousins, I mean, this Cardinal series, if, if the Brewers take two out of three, are they, yeah, crazily enough, sweep the cards? I mean, the cards need this thing bad. So I think oh, you're going to start big to time. see counsel. Right, you're going to start to see these guys go into these hard situations and can they rise to the occasion of sorts? And I mean, you, you look at a guy like Topa and cousins and Strickland, you need two of those guys just kind of show you something. Mm-hmm. And if, if those two guys show you something that they're, they're ready for the moment, um, or you can catch them riding the wave of some momentum and making some pitches, then we might be there. And I mean, the other thing is you kind of watch a starter like Brett Anderson. And you see, okay, great ground ball hitter uh, pitcher when he's when he's on. I mean, you're going to need a guy like that in your rotation. You can't just have a bunch of fastballers in the playoffs. And if a guy like Brett Anderson really locks in a fourth spot as a starter, I, I still think Hauser was always at his best when he was coming out of the pen in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you have that, if you have a balance of Hauser and one or two of those other guys making it happen, I, I think you're going to have something there. But that's just it. You you don't quite know yet. There's been some cupcakes. There's been some easy series here. True. We have to see what these guys do when the when the when the vice is really cranking down on them and how they learn, how they evolve. So I mean, Justin Topa being a young guy and Strickland being the veteran, like those are the two that I'm really kind of watching. And we'll see what this Cousins is. And I mean, this Norris Curtis trade thing we got at the deadline. I mean, Curtis is more of a future thing. I think you thought you maybe would get some more out of him this year yet. Norris is more of that specialty lefty, so it, we'll see how that all pans out. But Ron, I, I will say this. Most all of what you said, great points, and one of the better callers I've received all week long. I, I will say that. Sounds like you, you know a lot and you follow this team big time. What I'm really interested in, you, Ron, what's on that damn grill right now? <laughs> no, well, first of all, it's Ryan, actually, from the north side. Okay, That's okay. Ryan. No, that's cool. No, I've got um, I've got some Schweiz strawberry brats from last year at Strawberry Fest. We've nice. got Johnsonville brats, homemade hamburgers, and a bunch of hot dogs for the kids. All so, right, excellent. We're hey, a bit everything. You're Ryan. Stay in touch. Let's talk some Brewers baseball into the postseason. All right. Hey, sounds great. I'll be here. All right, take it easy. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. 
That bullpen is interesting, it, and, and all, a lot of what he said were great points, one of which was this Cardinal series here. And this Cardinal series, th- this is a big test in, in two different aspects. Number one, he's right on, and I agree with, uh, St. Louis needs this, and, and this is where the run has to start for St. Louis. It probably already has started, but I think the confirmation of a run late season 21 for the St. Louis Cardinals has to start on Tuesday against Milwaukee. It just does. I mean, they've got a lot of matchups down the stretch here against this first-place team. The other interesting thing to note here is that they're going to have to do it against Woody Burns and Peralta. That's the interesting thing here. So is that, you know, continuation of the run they think they're on, does that that door get slammed uh, in St. Louis at Bush uh, starting on Tuesday? That's a big test for this uh, Brewers team, and it's probably a bigger test for the Cardinals team, honestly. The other test here would be what what Ryan just said, and that is put these guys into some situations where you kind of get better looks at them against an Arenado, against a Goldschmidt, against some of these guys that really are are great baseball players because that's what you're going to be facing in the postseason. And let's see how Cousins does with two on, one out, and he's got to take over. It's been a little easier with this starting rotation this season in that it's, it's all, almost been isometric for Craig Council. These, these relievers most times are starting fresh in an inning. I want to see when that panic button gets reached for from Council with a Cousins in a one-run game because it almost happened today. Cousins had two on, a leadoff base hit. Then he walked a man, one out later. There's two on, one out. And you're looking at a one-run game. Now, I just wonder how long that leash was right there with, with Craig Council on Cousins. So, we got a little glimpse of that today. Uh, we will hear from Craig Council uh, coming up in just a bit. You guys want to jump in here? If you're on hold, I apologize. We have to get to a break here. 414-799-1250. Two to one, Brewers win in large part due to pitching and mainly the bullpen. Suter in the fifth, Cousins in the sixth, Box in the seventh, Williams in the eighth, Hader in the ninth, and they slammed the door. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on the fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, getting more of your reaction after a Brewers victory. Uh, should I continue to say another Brewers victory? I think that's fair to say. Two to one, the final. They take the game in the series uh, over Pittsburgh in the front seven of this 10 game road trip. It's six and one. And I was uh, sort of expecting, assuming that it would be five and two. I think that's fair. That's a that's a a, a tough uh, task and a tough ask uh, to head into Chicago, regardless of the season, to to sweep in a four game set, and then two out of three in in Pittsburgh. Not bad, as somebody once said. 
So they end up 6-1 and one in that front seven. Talking about the bullpen today, we'll get to Craig Council here in just a second. Getting more of your reaction on hold for quite a while here, Todd. Sorry about that. But you're next on the fan. Howdy, boys. Uh, uh, no worries, Timmy. Hey, I think uh, uh, after the 2018 season, uh, I think uh, Council and the Brewers learned a pretty valuable lesson, which would be unpredictability. I know that they uh, – they goofed around with them with the with the Wade Miley, you know, to start to get the lefty righty matchup. But um, I think a big mistake in that game seven was Chassin. And if people remember, you know, he came out of the West, so uh, I think out of the Padres. So the Dodgers knew him like the back of their hand, and they 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 pretty much uh, ripped him up in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, and then when you get to the bullpen, uh, I think it's I think that was a valuable lesson. Uh, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, maybe a lot, gosh, what was it like a month or so ago? Suter came in, and we all complained about it. It's like you know he's not the flamethrower, he's not this, he's not that. But it, it was kind of a not a total trial and error uh, moment, but it was building the unpredictability about the bullpen and the team where these guys get so accustomed uh, to playing a certain player and, and knowing his routine and his pitches and whatnot. Um, I, I think, you know, people are probably going to laugh at me about, about this one, but I think Perdomo is going to be a, a real valuable piece moving forward. You know, he's a big menacing figure. Maybe he doesn't have it figured out right now. But I think a lot of uh, a lot of this stuff is, is by design, and I think it's a great design to keep the unpredictability um, of who's doing what, and, 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 and building the confidence among themselves uh, as who can do the job, and, and they all can do the job, which is a beautiful thing. You know, you got the first three and the you know the Lowers and the, the other guys the back three, uh, like you said the other night. But in between, I, I think they're in a, a, a wonderful. Uh, wonderful place yeah. right now. All right, Todd. Good, good stuff. Thank, thanks for the call. I, yeah, I don't know about the uh, Angel Perdomo. I, I would say that's a little bit more on the long shot. But uh, you know, I've been proven wrong. He's just got to figure it out. And it uh, with, you know, a, with depth being an issue here, and I think that's what they've learned since then is that you you cannot have too much depth and we're learning that on the position player side certainly learning that on the uh, rotation side here and I think they uh, they like that depth in in that bullpen we're going to assume that uh, there aren't going to be many games whether it's down the stretch here in a big game to just kind of fend off a, a run by the Reds or a run by the Cardinals we're going to assume that it's going to be a little bit better than four innings by, by most of these starters. Today you had a four-inning outing, and that, that's why it was appropriate to have the bullpen conversation today because it, it lined up. And, and, and again, it didn't take a, a, a massive amount of baseball knowledge to line this thing up. Craig, if you really want this victory in a two-to-one game heading into the fifth, into an off day tomorrow with everybody on the table, Everyone's ready to go here. It didn't take all that much knowledge here. And I'm not downgrading the intelligence of Craig Council. I'm just saying it didn't take. We sat from a distance here, a far cry from being in Pittsburgh or uh, into that dugout. 
And we lined this thing up ourselves. We lined up Suter. And we went with Cousins and Fox and Williams and Hayter. You really want this game? That gives you the best shot at it. So we're going to assume against the Giants, against the Dodgers, against the Mets, whoever it might be in the postseason, that we're going to get a few more innings or at least a, a handful more outs out of Woody Burns and or Peralta. And, and that you know that's not quite a stretch of an assumption either. So that does restrict things a little bit. He doesn't have you know, five innings to cover out of that pen. But if you needed to, that's what we're talking about. They didn't even go with Hunter Strickland today. But they went with their five best guys right down the line, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five. And it got it done. That's why it was appropriate today. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to a Mike. Mike, you're next here on the fan. What's happening? Hey, Jimmy. Boy, that break, it felt like a two cigarette Am I right? <laughs> Almost. I know, you're, I know you're too good. American Spirit or Newport? No, no, anyway, no, no. no. Uh, that caller, I mean, it sounds like you're calling a national. You know me, I call the radio. I, I take pride in it. Mm-hmm. That caller that called in and crushed 14 beers? Right. I'm on seven. That guy sounded like a national caller. We got to get, is Evan in there? You oh, got yeah. Evan right Good. I'm here. We got to get a young Evan and Timmy. We go over there and smash a couple of dirty bricks. <laughs> I got that from CBD. Push uh, right bomb. Dirty bricks. Now, dirty brick. have you given up on your boy Kirsten Hero? No, not at all. I think he's a well, big part of this future. I, For the... I haven't heard his name in days. Well, that is one thing the position group is missing, guys. It it is. It's a it's a. I won't say it's a glaring weakness. I'll come just short of that. But I will say a right-handed bat to platoon with Tolez at first base would okay. be a really good addition. And Vogel back looking from the minors. Now you're talking about grilling. I'm gonna hit that fourth base. But uh, I didn't hear no one say skewers. But I was out in. Um, our car show in Newburgh, I got the sweet corn, Timmy. Oh, you got to get the sweet corn, man. I'm just devastated not having farmer's market or fresh garden, fresh sweet corn well, and tomatoes this year. You got to drive. I know. Yeah. I, You know, I, I, I mean, bought some from a convenience store, some tomatoes, no. and I'm just telling you, it ain't the no. same. It ain't right. They don't taste no. very good. This guy had a dozen for six bucks, See, and I'm mm. telling you – you're going to eat three or four at a time. Hey, you guys, <laughs> have a good one, all right? All right, take Whatever. it easy. Yeah, yeah. Someone just uh, mentioned to me, Evan, that uh, I, I didn't know this, and maybe it's me being uh, laser-focused on, on brewers and my work, but uh, they mentioned to me yesterday there are church festivals going on. I, I thought everyone was still in panic mode and not doing their their church festivals, but I found one down in Kenosha that's going on today, so I'll be – Tap beer in it for a couple uh, tonight. Well, probably in about an hour or so, and a bunch of sweet corn. So I'm I'm all in on that. That sounds about it? right. When I think Tim Allen, I think church festival. Uh, oh, absolutely! And and checking out some live music and getting into some raffles and grabbing some pull tabs and just doing that Wisconsin thing. That's just what we do here. Uh, you want to get in one more, Evan? Yeah, let's go to Brewer Mike. Brewer Mike on his way to probably umpire a co-ed softball game, right, Mike? 
Yeah, it's a sad night, Timmy. It's the last night. So oh, it is sad. It is. It's it's a sign of fall. You know, state fair's over. It's uh, it's a sad night. But a uh, couple things, Tim. Wouldn't it be funny if Suter got uh, 20, 20 wins this year? It's amazing. He's at 12 now, and that's what? What did you say, Evan? One or two off the major league lead? It's tied for second in the majors. That's nuts. <laughs> That's, that's crazy. Absolutely, that's absolutely nuts. But I, you got to feel bad for any pitcher that goes four innings and pitches his heart out, and then Suter comes in for what nine pitches and gets a side out and gets a win. How do you think you know? Aspie felt yesterday? He threw four know, scoreless in a seven-inning game and doesn't get the win. Well, look at Miguel Sanchez this week too, who got one out and got the win. One pitch. Hey Timmy, I'm on your side. I think uh, Hero is going to going to uh, do something for us in September. Um, and real quick, because uh, I do have to get out of here, um, that Mike guy you just talked to, I think he had 14 beers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you uh, guys got to have a, uh, an outing sometime, uh, you know, know. If, if not soon, you know, maybe the postseason, all right? I know that. I know that, Mike. All right. Out, Th- Jimmy. Thanks, dude. You, you yeah, too, I, I, I'm really pushing for that. You know, maybe – you know, I know uh, uh, back in 18, we did get out at, at a couple of different locations, and it was it was great to see you guys. It really was. And and I'm, you know, crossing my fingers for that. Sometimes I will admit to you, um, true confession, it's sometimes, most times, I should say most times, it's out of my control. And that's just, you know, not my call. If it were my call, guys, we'd have been out on a regular basis almost every weekend especially on the home games. Could you imagine me and Evan and, you know, sitting out uh, at one of the bars down on Blue Mound or something? I mean, that, that would be super cool. Not, not for us, for just, just kind of hang out with a bunch of uh, folks just like us, a bunch yeah, of that's Brewers fans. definitely not for us at all. <laughs> right. But it's just, I, I, again, I, that's the business side of things, and I, I wish it were my call because I can promise you I'd be right, uh, right with you guys. Uh, right down in there, so not much I can do. Okay, let's get to uh, Craig Council as uh, his team gets the victory today. Game recap, it didn't take much. Brewers scratched across a, a couple of runs here. Christian Yelich, multi-hit, well, multi-hit game. We'll start there, but both of them extra base hits. The first time he's had two or more extra base hits in the same game since August 29th of last year, almost a calendar year. 110 exit velo. That's something to take a look at. And we talked about that last night a little bit on the show. And that is you're seeing a few more barrels. You're seeing a little bit better exit velocity. You're still seeing some little chippers and duffers, uh, you know, on the infield. But good sign for, for Yelly. 110 off the bat on one of those doubles today and knocked in a run. And then it was a bullpen uh, game from the fifth inning through the ninth and a Brewers 2-1 to victory. Here's the Brewers manager, Craig Council. Craig, on a day where the offense uh, struggled a bit, how, how big was the pitching performance you got starting with Eric and then going all the way through the bullpen there? Uh, we, we pitched really well today. I mean, I, I think when you rely on six guys to throw nine innings, you know, that's – tall task for everybody to have a good day and they, they all had really good days. So, um, you know, real, real credit to, to everybody that threw the ball today. They did an excellent job. How did you think uh, Eric looked? I thought he was, I thought he looked great. I thought, um, you know, I think the thing you worry about is kind of command after not being on the um, mound for a while. And uh, I, I thought 
maybe that that was his he was really sharp with that. I thought had all his pitches working. Um and I and we were I was happy to get where he got in the game was what we were hoping to get. We were hoping to get four innings and 75-ish, 80 pitches. And so job well done. I thought he'd uh, layoff didn't really affect him. We just tried to be a little careful with him, but uh, did, did a nice job. Greg, can you talk a little bit more about uh, what your bullpen was able to accomplish today with, uh, I mean, they're really, really efficient. You know, Jake had a little bit of trouble getting that slider over uh, early, but man, all of a sudden he found it and got those uh, final two outs, but uh, didn't take many pitches for you guys to get through, uh, through the work today. The, the, the tough part for those guys today was that they pitched, they all pitched their inning with a one run lead. So there was very little margin for error. Um, and that, that makes their innings different, but they all like, I think you're right. Jake um, didn't have the slider going when he, when he came in the game, but, but after got it going when he needed to, um, and then made some really good pitches to, to the last couple of hitters. Um, you know, the, the pirates are an aggressive team. So we, we, we got a first pitch swing from Polanco and boxes inning. They let him have a quick inning and some quick swings off Devin. They let him have a pretty fast inning. And, um, and then Josh was really crisp. Offensively, those uh, two miscues the Pirates made early on really loomed large for you guys um, with the offensive struggles today, didn't they? Yeah, it was, it was a quiet day offensively. We didn't do much. Um, I thought, I thought they're, I thought their guys pitched pretty well, um, but we, we didn't do much. I know, I think off day is welcome here. We got a tired, tired crew right now. Um, so off day is uh, very welcome. Craig, Craig, good teams have to win all kinds of games though, right? I mean, you haven't really had many games like that with the parts, you know, true double pitching duels, but you still got to find a way to win them, don't you? Yeah, this this is more resembled a, a game early in the season for us, um, but you know that that's that's how it is. You're right. Um, there's there's going to be different types of games, and we pitched well enough today to to make it hold up. So um, our offense has been pretty stout lately, I think, and, and pretty solid lately, and pretty consistent in putting up putting up runs uh, every game and. Had a slow day today, but uh, you know that's that's a good team, and that's that's you can win win like you said you can win games in different ways. Brent's got a good sense of humor about the whole vulture thing, but he's got twelve wins now, and he's one off being tied for the major league lead. Is that number jump out at you a little bit for a reliever? I mean, I think we it's become a thing. So so, he, so I think the whole team's aware of it, and at least the bullpen guys are definitely aware of it right now. Um, it's it's a it's a really odd number and one of those things about baseball that you, you can't explain necessarily. Um, so we'll just, we'll keep rolling with it and keep racking up the wins. That sounds good. It's a good, it's a good number to keep adding by your name. Craig, you guys haven't seen the Cardinals for a long time and now you're going to start seeing them a bunch. They, they spun their wheels a lot this year, but now they've pushed ahead of 500 by quite a bit um, or, or a bit. Um, do you expect tough games with them? They got Flaherty back now. Yeah, of course. I mean, we think it's. I think that the theme here is just the frequency which with we play them. We got we're going to become very familiar with them over the last six weeks, um, and it's it's always a challenging it's challenging for sure. Um, they're getting they're getting healthier. They made they made some trades for some veterans at the deadline in the rotation. Um, 
it sounds like we're going to face a couple guys that are recently back from from injury that are that are good pitchers. So it, it'll definitely be a challenge. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, Craig, what do you think about going into St. Louis? Uh, it was a good question by Hodgecourt. But uh, the answer, my answer, would have been, uh, yeah. I mean, St. Louis is uh, trying to put things together. We're going to go in there and play our game. We feel pretty confident. We play our game. Things will be fine. Next question. I think sometimes this organization needs to – needs to uh, learn how to act when they're good. If, if that makes sense. I'm not saying scream from the highest mountain, you're the best. I mean, there, there is a bedside manner here a little bit. But you can also throw out comments that does send messages that this team is damn good. You know, always presents some problems in St. Louis, or it's going to be a challenge in St. Louis. Okay, I mean, I get it, but... How about, how about make it from this perspective? They're the ones, the pressure's on them, not the Brewers. I'm just, just saying. I don't know. That's a weird dynamic. But uh, all right, uh, ABC Audio Video play of the game in this one. Now, looking for game-changing swings from Christian Yelich, and that's what uh, this team, that, that would be a bonus for this offense, maybe even a little bit more than that down the stretch here and into the postseason. But you got a one-zip lead in this ball game today in Pittsburgh, and uh, Yelly with a bat in his hand. I, it turns out that it is the game-winning run. But how about this from Christian Yelich? Unless he's hiding it pretty, unless he's pretty well. That sounded good into right field. That's going to sail over Polanco. Adamas racing around third. He's going to make the turn, heading home, and the throw is way off the mark as the Brewers get their second run of the game on a rocket shot off the bat of Christian Yelich. There you go. Yeah, 110 exit velo on that drive by uh, by Christian Yelich. Not only sounded good, was good. A little bit more of that. That turned out to be the eventual winning run in a Brewers 2-1 victory to take the game in the series over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Evan, who's on deck? Who are we going to hear from? How about the Vulture, the newly minted Vulture? It got his 12th victory today. That is awesome. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, as always here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. We've been talking about the bullpen today as a whole, and they stepped up not only in this game, but they've been stepping up all season long. We also have to remember that they had... Uh, I, I guess um, 
I don't know, 2.8 million COVID positives. I mean, they've battled their way through that as well as some uh, injuries, physical injuries as well. And they still have stepped up to uh, be a pretty big force for this Milwaukee Brewers 2021 championship team. So we have to keep that in mind on judgment of this bullpen. Uh, A couple of minutes left, and we're going to hear from the Vulture. Yeah, some people call him the Raptor, but he's the Vulture now. 12 victories, and he's a bullpen arm. That's Brent Suter. Here's the Brewers lefty. Hey, Brent. Um, I know this has been a little bit of a touchy subject for you, but that was your 12th win today now. Um, you're, you're, one, you're one off the uh, the major league lead, being tied for the major league lead. What, what does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, I, just I'm, I'm glad I'm pitching when the team wins, for sure, more than anything. Um, wins as relievers, we like to, you know, they like to use the V word, you know, the vulture word around. Uh, but it's just it's just something that, you know, the offense has been great when I've been pitching and a lot of times coming in with the starters doing a great job coming in when we have a chance to win the game and stuff happens. So um, I for sure that was today was probably a vulture win. I've had a couple other vulture wins, but a lot of other times it's just been the offense doing great um, and just coincidence. I've been pitching. So uh, it, it's cool. It's a cool thing. I mean, you want to be pitching when the team wins and have your name next to a win. I guess it's not a bad thing, but uh, by any means, but it's uh, it's been a crazy Crazy uh, coincidental, coincidental thing this year. In all seriousness, though, you're, you're doing your job. I mean, you're playing, you're pitching very well, and, and you're earning those wins. I mean, you're getting put in the situations that you are, and it is what it is. So, um, you know, how would you, I guess, quantify your performance this year overall? Are you happy with the way things have gone for you? Um, I mean, there've been some lows for sure. Uh, but that's, that's the case in any baseball season, but, uh, yeah, certainly this last month plus, uh, I feel like I've made some good adjustments and been pitching better and doing a better job of, uh, doing my job. So, um, yeah, definitely, um, there's some things I can still be better at, but yeah, like you said, anytime you can go out there and do your job and get big league hitters out, uh, it's, it's a good day and, uh, grateful to be part of this great team, um, to be, you know, we feed off the starters for sure in the bullpen we feed off our offense for sure. So we're just happy to be able to come in there and help uh, do our job. Brent, you guys as a whole in that bullpen today, really were pounding the strike zone, really uh, using pitches very efficiently. I think Jake had a little bit of trouble early in his outing uh, with the slider, but man, all of a sudden he got it going and, mm-hmm. and got the final two quick outs there. But uh, just as a whole, how efficient you guys, you know, were today picking up uh, Lauer from the fifth inning on. Yeah, uh, it's a really good day for the pen. Um, yeah, I think two base runners uh, the whole time we were throwing, so that's really good. Um, yeah, Jake doing a great job there, just buckling up uh, and bearing down and uh, kind of back against the wall, making great pitches. And then, uh, you know, Box, Hader, and Williams doing their thing. I think Devin threw five pitches. Like, we literally, you know, Box went to the bathroom and he came back and Devin's inning was already over in the club. <laughs> so it was crazy efficient inning. So, um yeah, that was that was great to see and um, going into a nice off day here with a happy flight. Hey, Brent, Brent, uh, not, Brent yeah. knocking on wood. Um, you know, you guys have it seems like you've gone got, gotten to the end here with this COVID stuff. How would you say um, how impressed are you with the way the bullpen has performed? You know, getting getting through all this stuff and you guys still playing really well and pitching really well. Yeah, I think um, it was yeah, it was a great testament to how you know together we are out there. When one guy goes down, just the other guys picking them up um, and picking up the unit as a whole. Uh, you know, we, we kind of want to live by 
picking you know, you're always cheering for each other and always wanting the ball. So uh, it was it was great to see that uh, when a couple guys, you know, several guys went down, other guys stepping up uh, big for us. And, uh, you know, there were some there were some days we didn't get the job done. But overall, we, we mostly got the job done when the guys were out and then to have them back is just it's just huge. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great unit out there. We're led by. Steve Carter and uh, Nestor and Wise do a great job for us out there, and we just have a really good camaraderie out there. This next series starts – got 13 games left against the Cardinals. That's a lot against one team. And they obviously would like to close on you guys. Uh, they usually play you guys tough too, don't they? Yeah, uh, it's a great team. They got a really good lineup, um, some some good pieces out on the bullpen and in the starting rotation for sure. So, yeah, they, uh, they're they a good team. We're going to have our hands full for sure. Um but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great challenge. Um, and, you know, we we're looking forward to the series, a uh, bunch of series are coming up, but specifically uh, enjoying the off day and going into the series, big series in uh, St. Louis on Tuesday. Sorry, I, I just want to ask you, you, uh, you had a Vulture T-shirt you were wearing not too long ago, weren't you? Who gave that to you? Uh, I believe Brett Anderson gave it to me. He, he told me last week that he was the one that gave it to me. Uh, I, I rocked it that day and then had a tough outing. So I, I've been rocking it since just, you know, being a little stitious, not superstitious, but a little stitious. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. I got like a figurine and everything, uh, little, little mini vulture figurine and stuff. So uh, definitely I'm, I'm hearing vulture noises in there left and right. So, but got to embrace it at this point or else I'd be going crazy. <laughs> What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. That is good stuff from Brent Suter right there. Again, the Vulture gets his 12th victory of the campaign. And uh, before we get to our matchups, to take a look at the uh, pitching matchups between uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee in game one of a three-game set. By the way, that starts on Tuesday, not tomorrow. Uh, Final word. We've got Brian and Valders. Brian, you're on the fan. Hey, Tim. It's sure nice to see Brent Suter uh, on the on the call again on, on the post game. I mean, I called the other day on the way out of Chicago, and I thought maybe he was going to end up having an injury of sorts before. He That's right. That's right. Sure need sure need to have him there. But you know, what? I want to just touch on one thing, uh, Tim. You know, early at an earlier caller, he had mentioned the fact about multiple moves that Brewers are going to be making to make us a get us over the top and you hit on it you said really there's not going to be many moves made because you can't really make moves no and and you're right and the one thing i want to bring up i don't think anybody has brought this up and i've been we've been thinking about this in our house for a while but adrian hauser i mean adrian hauser has got a power arm four pitches you know i really think tim that you're going to see adrian hauser be one I'm not certain he's gonna like it, but I think I think he's he's the kind of guy that can go in the back of that bullpen in high leverage areas and he can he can really get to you where you need to be. Because you know you're gonna you're not gonna need five pitchers in the postseason. You may need you may use Eric Lauer, you may use Brad Anderson at four or five spot, but Adrian Hauser is gonna be that guy I think we're talking about because again, you're not gonna see a reliever on the waiver wire any of any of any, any magnitude unless Jeremy Jeffries is going to just automatically show up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing I, I just wanted to bring up to your, for you and your callers to maybe talk about or even think about going, going forward. A hundred percent with you. It plays well. Think about that. I, I told you that, that to measure this bullpen uh, moving forward, it's almost like you got to play a mental uh, theater of the mind, if you will. 
Put yourself mm-hmm. in that situation. Now put the, put yourself in a situation of how about a, a, a tie ball game and uh, you go into extras and, and you're running low on some pitching and Adrian Hauser's there. He's a guy with two on and one out. He's a sinker ball pitcher, as you said, three or four plus pitches can go multiple innings if the game extends. Now, again, I don't believe the runner at second is into the postseason this year, but but Adrian plays well in in the bullpen, and it could be a back end of the bullpen. I think it's going to be a little bit prior to that. I, I do, and I think Adrian Hauser's the numbers bear that out. Coming into this year, numbers bear out that he's far better out of the bullpen, but again, that's early on in his big league career. So, But I'm with you. I'm I'm totally it would not shock me at all that Adrian Hauser start uh you know the postseason, he's a member of the bullpen. Eric Eric Lauer and, and Brett Anderson are really they're not really those prototypical guys that are gonna be at the back end of that bullpen. And I nope. I just feel it like he's Adrian has got kind of been that guy. I think if they talk to him and really kind of sell him on the idea that he's gonna be a high leverage guy, I think you know it's really gonna bring another level to his game. And he can throw a 95, 96-mile-hour fastball when he's only throwing an inning or two. And I think that's going to really help us. And another thing is, Tim, I just wanted to hit on, too. You know, you, we talk about moves to be made. You know, Dan Vogelbach is going to be coming off the injury list or off the COVID or whatever. Yeah, injury list here pretty shortly here. And another one, I know people aren't going to like this one, but you're going to see a Rowdy Talese or you're going to see a, a Tyrone Taylor be sent down for about two weeks because they got options. And they don't want to lose Volgebach when they, when the rosters expand to 28. So, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see that move because they're not gonna just get rid of somebody and not and not not have them anymore. That's, That's kind right. Of move because, I think it's, it's gonna be happening. Yep, Brian. Great points. All right. Thanks for the call. We'll talk again. Yeah, rosters do expand to 28 as of September 1st. So there is some wiggle room there. But when push comes to shove, the guys with options, sometimes it hurts them. But I just cannot see Roddy Telez going anywhere right now. He's part of the special sort of run that this team is on right now. Did you hear the call last night, Evan? I don't know if you heard that highlight last night on the Rowdy uh, bomb, 450-odd feet or so. Into the Allegheny. Uh, the rowdy chance in Pittsburgh, guys. I mean, that's part of the story. It, it, it cultivates good, great seasons. Cultivate these types of, uh, you know, they're baseball stories for sure, but they're also human interest stories in a way. And so we, we I just don't know. Now, Tyrone Taylor, I, you know, you're, you're kind of landlocked in with JBJ. Well, and I don't know. It's it's it, there's those are good problems to have. All right, let's take a look at uh, on the way out here. Let's take a look at the matchup for Game One of a three-game set: Brewers in St. Louis as the road trip continues on Tuesday. Yeah, the Brewers get one of their aces on the mound, and Corbin Burns enters the game seven and four with a two point two three ERA. He'll be taking on the thirty-nine-year-old Adam Wainwright who's having a career resurgence at this incredibly late stage, 11-6 with a 3.27 ERA for Adam Wainwright. Pitching matchup is very good. We could see a pitcher's duel. Yeah, on Tuesday, 6.45 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Well, hopefully Wainwright's just going to hang some of those curveballs. That could be a blowout. He's coming off of a Maddox, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he is. 
A complete game where he threw 88 pitches, two hits, no runs. That's that's crazy. I mean, how? And and again, you're gonna follow that up with a, with another gem? I don't, I don't know. You hang a few of those curveballs, and you, they will make you pay. It's a pretty deep offensive lineup, but gonna be fun as the uh, Cardinals have their hands full with the 2021 milwaukee brewers for evan heffelfinger my name is tim allen you guys have a great night a great off day for the brewers tomorrow and then we'll be back at it on tuesday and remember smile milwaukee the world will smile back We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.